Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we are going to be sharing with you a recording we did with Peter and Fee Horobin, who are the international directors of LL Ministries. We sat them down, put them in the hot seat and decided we'd ask them some questions, some challenging questions, some questions as people who have walked the walk and um, we can all learn from them and they can cheer us on in our journey. So make yourself comfortable and have a good listen. Well, it's great to have you with us, Peter and Fee, uh, for this podcast uh, this week. And we're recording during the heat wave, so it's a little warm at LL Grange, unusually warm for LL Grange. And uh, we've just listened to the testimonies of Flagship, which was pretty special, coming to the, we're on the final day of the nine-week school here at LL Grange. But it's been, it's been great, hasn't it, to have these guys in and uh, able to hear what God's been doing in their lives. Absolutely. We've been really profoundly touched by the variety and the depth of the changes that have taken place in their lives. And they're just, you know, the tears say it all, that the Lord has really met with them. And they're going home thrilled and excited to see it all worked out in the various places where the Lord's leading them. Great, brilliant. Exciting stuff. Yeah, you've just no idea what the fruit in their lives is going to be down Mm. the line. Uh, God's changed them while they're here, uh, but he's changed them for a purpose. Mm. And there's a future purpose for their their destiny in God. Mm. Yeah, actually, a, a couple of days ago, they were talking about how we had this prayer meeting together and they were talking, they had this sort of vision of seed that they'd been, they were like seed going out from here in the Lord's hands that was going to mm. spread, you know, his kingdom ultimately, his love, his healing to those that are in need. So, mm. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, well, we thought it would be absolutely fantastic to have you both with us and to pick your brains a little bit and hear some of the amazing journey that you've had with the Lord. We we all want to learn from the people who've gone ahead of us, the people above us, the wisdom, the insights that they've learned along the way. So no pressure, (laughs) but if you could just share yourselves. I mean, Andy and I have had the absolute joy and privilege of being very close alongside you for a lot of years. So we've seen the the Lord work in Mm. your lives. And um, but a lot of people who'd be listening would be really, really encouraged to hear some of the the journey that you've had. You are people who have walked the walk. Absolutely. That's we and that that's rare and special. So we will kick it off with our first question. We're going to do it a little bit more interview style today, aren't we? We We're not going to chat as much. (laughs) Be well behaved. Um, But Peter, Fee, what would you say is if you were going to give advice to your younger self, if you think of yourself back, if you can, I was going to say, if you can remember, but that's a bit rude. (laughs) That was a long time ago. (laughs) If you you think back 30, 40 years ago, 50 50 years ago, (laughs) what, what advice would you give to your younger self? Am I going first? Go first, (laughs) Faith. Well, you know, it's easy to have wisdom in hindsight, isn't it? But, um, you know, I was quite shy. I was really shy as a young person. And I think I would want myself to be bolder and um, to step out more into the opportunities that perhaps I missed because I didn't want mm. to because I was shy and I was mm. reticent and my friends weren't going there or something like that. Mm. So I think I would like to say to my younger self, be bolder, give mm. it a go, See, enter, 
have a go at every opportunity. That is great. I love that. Yeah, and as, as I look back to when I was a younger person, as to I, I had this vision burning within me as to and and how do you process it and what do you do with it? And uh, in those years, I actually sought out older people who had walked the walk themselves, mm-hmm. who had already done many amazing things for the Lord. And there's one especially uh, who was. Uh, an elderly Bible teacher I really respected. Mm. And uh, he, he agreed to see me w- once a month. We went and spent Saturday morning together at his house and, and just talked. And uh, I finished up actually ministering to him as well. But it was mainly he was just pouring into me the experience of his life. Mm. Uh, and that was a key part mm. of a preparation for service, uh, to realise that uh, uh, other people that have done often amazing things for the Lord. They've got a lot of wisdom mm. uh, on things that they may not talk about in their Bible teaching, but behind the scenes, what's the reality? Or sometimes the hard slog of, of, of serving the Lord and of learning about perseverance and learning about how to cope with disappointments and mm. um, the mistakes uh, that, that they'd made. So those were very really precious times. So I'd really encourage people if they've got a vision for their life to be really used of the lord to to seek out the wisdom of much older people mm. and and ask them to help you go, mm. go and spend time with them let them pray with you you pray with them and just see what god does yeah it's interesting you say that i think sometimes we um we look at like it, we we think it's all on us don't we in our christian walk we're supposed to work it all out but this body of christ that we are is so broad it's such a broad tapestry isn't it of ages and, and experience rich. and it's so rich and it just makes so much sense doesn't it to glean off mm. those that have walked before and I'd, i wonder if there are other people that you that you kind of look to that were like your heroes that you look to even if you didn't know them personally sometimes we can read about people mm. in their own journey can't we but i wonder if there were people like that that you kind of particularly honed in on in your life that were i, I need to glean from these people well, I'm a book lover, and uh, I've loved books ever since I was a child. And I love reading the stories of other people's lives. And very early on in my Christian walk, I read the biography of Hudson Taylor on the journey of faith that he went on after God gave him the vision for China. And reading his diaries and just walking with him through, through the experiences he had, I learned such a lot. And God was feeding my spirit through them. So uh, there were a number of people like that that uh, I found incredibly valuable to read the story of John Wesley and William Carey. And uh, in more modern days, people like Jackie Pullinger in Hong Mm. Kong. Uh, How did God take them to where they are? And uh, and then you read some of the problems and difficulties they had on the way, and they learnt about perseverance and endurance. Uh, And it's feeding your own spirit and building you up. It gives you that courage that you were talking about, Faye, that courage, yes. it inspires courage. Yes. Are there people that you've you've looked yes. up to? Oh, well, for me, I think I was blessed because we had lots of missionaries come to my home. I had lots of missionaries visit our church, and I used to love their stories. Mm. And as you say, it's just something about that boldness, that faith in God that somehow just took seed in my heart through listening to their stories and I wanted with all my heart that kind of faith and um, 
reading the books, you know, Amy Carmichael and Corrie Ten Boom and through Gates of Splendour about that group of young men who went out to a tribe in the Amazon jungle and, and were actually martyred for their faith. It really impacted me. The Lord somehow used that to make me want to make my life count. Mm. And I knew I wasn't perfect and what had I got to offer, but through reading those kind of things, I realised actually it's not what you've got to offer. It's just your availability and your willingness and Mm. your heart to love the Lord, really. Yeah. And often those people are very ordinary, aren't they? Very ordinary. Yeah, we Mm. think of people like really like, well, I could never be like them. But actually, Mm. I'm I'm sure when you met those missionaries in your home, they were very down-to-earth people, probably, that just were, they just had enough faith to think, right, I'll give it a go, Lord. I'll I'll follow you no matter what. You know, there was some passion in them for that. Yeah. Yeah. You tend to look back at some of these people and think, oh, they were spiritual giants. Actually, Mm. they weren't spiritual giants at all. They were just ordinary people who were obedient to what God told them to do today. And then the next day and then the next day mm. yeah. and then they look back and saw where they'd come mm. yeah. and, uh, and yes. God had been with them yeah. and, and sometimes you learn more about their hardships mm. their struggles right. the fact that it wasn't easy it's, it's not about being a hero oh everything happens wonderful 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 God just blesses 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 but oh some of those stories could I could I go through those things and still know God in that place Mm. were huge, hugely inspiring. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I think people would love to hear from you how some insights into how you've you've followed the Lord and how you've known His guidance and His direction in your life, or what advice you would give to us or anybody listening. Of how you know it's that question that everybody has, isn't it? How do I know what I'm meant to do? How do I know the Lord's direction? How do I know He's leading? I think for me it's 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 been about a journey of trusting him so that with every step in the, in life's way you can't do any more than say lord i can only ask you to help me it's not a, a great big thing that you've got to do but it's a submissive soft heart that says lord i need you to help me make this decision I need you to help me to guide me into the right way and give me the sense that this is the right way to go. And it's not a mantra or an easy, you know, straightforward reply back that says a flash in the sky, this is the way, but you get a sense of something. You get a sense of knowing that, yes, and as you begin to see got that worked out in your life you say lord i really trust you and thank you Mm. and sometimes you know the way has not been easy Mm. it hasn't been easy all easy in my life but i've never felt to blame god for that i've always seen it as an an enriching of who i am because Mm. through the things that haven't been easy i've got richer Mm. stronger more mature more confidence in god Mm. So sometimes the twists and turns in the road Mm. are God's guidance. But I think a lot of people make a mistake of thinking it should be black or white, this or that. But there's no, no, not always like that. Mm. Sometimes it's your choice and God takes you according to your choice and you have to live out the responsibility of your choice and he guides you in that choice. Mm. That's brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> it's brilliant. 
Well, one of the slight dangers of the, what I was saying earlier about to look to older people uh, to get their wisdom and their advice is that younger people can be tempted to want to follow somebody else and to be like them. Right. Now, that's actually quite dangerous because God made us, every single one of us, to be totally unique. And whilst we learn from the experiences of others and we learn about the ways of God, God doesn't want to be anybody else but who we are. Mm. So if, if I was sort of trying to mentor younger people today, uh, I'd be beginning to say, well, what are your gifts? Yeah. What's your abilities? What do you enjoy doing? Mm. Oh, enjoy doing. Are we allowed to enjoy doing things as a Christian? I said, well, yeah, because God made you with those gifts to use them. And if they're gifts from him, we will enjoy using them. Mm. So this is often the, the starting point of discovering y your own personal destiny, uh, is to actually get to know who you are and to know what gifts I've got. And then to look for every opportunity to use those gifts that you've got. And as you use those gifts, you then discover God gives you more opportunities to experience them and to maybe start blessing others through the use of those gifts. Mm -hmm. And then as the days go by, you suddenly find that those gifts and abilities that God has given you then become the, the core of your life's calling and your destiny. And probably the story of, of L.O. Grange is well known, uh, but the vision began for me by actually enjoying playing with old cars. Right. And th this, this was fun for me. Mm. But it was in the, the middle of trying to restore an old car, which was a, a crashed wreck, uh, that I was looking at this wreck, and God spoke to me and said, yes, you could restore this broken car, but I can restore broken lives, which is more important. Now, if I wasn't actually pursuing the things that I enjoyed and the things I was good at, I wouldn't have been in the right place at the right time to actually hear God's word to me uh, for what turned out to be the rest of my life. Mm. So that uh, doing things that you enjoy is not sin. It's actually blessing God to use the gifts that he has given you. Mm. Uh, and he enjoys seeing you being blessed with them. Yeah, that's so good. And I think the this, this sort of championing on of each other to be ourselves I, I really like that peter and, and the you know learning from the lessons we've learned and the and you're learning from the characteristics of god that you've learned and uh, you know there are so many characteristics of god aren't there his his love and his kindness and his faithfulness and his mm. power and all these kind of things and i i just i just wonder for you both whether there are particular characteristics of his that really have have been like a rock for you, maybe particularly uh, during the more challenging times, I don't know, or, or just however, which which characteristics of God have really meant the most to you? Or well, um, I had a um, an experience. I must have been around sixteen when I was about sixteen, and it was a, a guy who was speaking at a camp I was at, and his subject was, "Do you love the Lord?" and um, it, this profoundly touched me because I thought, do I love him? You know, I went to church. I did all the things a good Christian girl should do with my family. But this was a new question for me. Do I love him? So I wanted to love him. And I absorbed this teaching about his love and how he feels pain in his heart if we don't love him. And I realised I needed to know him, to love him, to, and I wanted that. And 
I remember at the end us being asked to say, stand up if we love the Lord. And I stood up and something profound happened in my heart. Lord, I really do love you. And I think God's love can sometimes be what God's love does for me. And we think it's about what he does for me with forgetting that actually a characteristic of God is that he needs our love. And he said that to Simon Peter three times when he restored him, you know, do you love me? When he'd said it three times and God, Jesus was really convinced Simon Peter loved him. He then said, you can go and do this. So God wants this motivation of our heart. So I find that characteristic, that relational characteristic, that's his love for me, but my love for him, the most profound. Mm. And I come back to it time and time again, Mm. really. And when I'm really, perhaps as we all do, go through dry times or times when we're a bit confused or we're in turmoil, that same question comes back to me. Do you love me? Mm. <laughs> Stirs something it, yes, again, afresh or something. Something yeah, the of question. trust mm. and something of bonding and something of closeness mm. to who God is. So I love that characteristic, even though it's probably the most common characteristic. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it resets the foundation on which we do everything as well, because yes. we can do a lot of doing, can't yes. we? And serving and serving and yes. serving, and we can think that's, well, that's my act of love for you, Lord. But we can get that all wrong, can't we? We can be striving in that and we can be. Yes. So what you're saying really is so important for us because it relays that foundation. Lord, my first thing is that yes. I love you. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the first question yes. you're asking me. Yes. And out of that love, now I'm going to serve you. Yeah. It's totally mm. different, isn't it? Totally different. Yeah. So service isn't bondage. Yeah. I mean, mm. you can get tired doing service. You can get fed up doing service. Right. That's humanity. Yeah. But it's not because we don't love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a guilt trip. Right. So I love that characteristic of God. Yeah, that's lovely, yeah. And God, God, um, God pours love back in abundance yes. into our hearts. Yeah. And it is a fact that if you know somebody really loves you, you will actually share your heart with them. Mm. Because if they really love you, they're not going to judge them jump on top of you in judgment if you start sharing something very personal. Right. So the, the fact that God knows that we love him, he then starts sharing with us his heart. And in Psalm 25, 14, one of my favorite verses, that God confides in those who fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the, the fear of the Lord is not a, a, a fear of somebody, a despot, that's going to beat the living daylights out of you. It is the consequence of having respect and awe and love of God for who he is. So those whose hearts are set to love him, God promises that he will actually speak to us. So sometimes people that ask me after meetings and it's about guidance and things, and it's very simple, the answer that God's promised that he will speak to you. Do you really love him? Mm. Are you really walking in love for him and in obedience to him because jesus said uh, if you love me then you will obey me because mm. you will not not it's not that he's forcing you to obey you but if you really love somebody you will want to do what will please them mm. and it's in the doing of that that our ears are then opened to actually hear the voice of god mm. and to receive his guidance and direction in our lives mm. 
And in, in terms of what are, the, what are the characteristics of God, that was your, your question. Um, I would say the faithfulness of God has meant a huge amount to me in my life because mm. God has been utterly faithful to the things he shared with me in the early part of my life, in spite of the fact that I didn't always get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and mm. God is faithful to his word and to his promises, even if we're unfaithful to him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and when you read the, the history of the uh, children of Israel, the, the nation of Israel, God remained utterly faithful to them, even when they went off and worshipped false gods. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they lost the security and protection of God because of their own sin. But God did not stop loving them. Mm-hmm. He was still utterly faithful. Mm-hmm. And that's meant a huge amount mm-hmm. to me personally through all the ups and downs of my own life, mm-hmm. to know that God has been utterly faithful to even the things that he put into my heart when I was a, almost a young boy uh, in vision for, for some form of Christian work. And, and then later on in life, seeing that what God had put into me, he hadn't forgotten Mm. Uh, and he, he wanted to water it like a good gardener <laughs> and to mm. see it come to fruition and he's been so faithful. Mm. I think LL Ministries is, I think you put that into the, the ministry, the, the, the Lord, that, that, lot, that passion for his faithfulness and that it's rooted right into LL, isn't it? The faithfulness of God um, over all the years. It's interesting, the thing about faithfulness, because, it, again, it, it circles right back round to the thing about love, like he's faithful because he is love. And, it, and again, it, it kind of takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Because he's, he's saying, come on, come and be a part of my family business and I've got this role for you to do or this, well, however big or small that is, you know. And I mean, people look at you, Peter, and think, wow, you've, you've been part of establishing this huge ministry around the world. But that's not what everyone's called to. Other people, there's a there's something which, on the surface at least, might look smaller. And uh, but, no, but it, I, I didn't set out to build something huge. No, no exactly. I, I just set out to be obedient today and what God wants me to exactly. do today. Wow. Then He took it around the world. It wasn't me. No, that's mm. right. And and the but the beauty of it is that even the, the expression of God's love all the way along is that thank you for being faithful, my kids, as you as you follow me day by day, mm. like you're saying, whatever that is however big or small we feel it is at that moment but then even if you don't get it quite right i can see your heart that you want to follow me and i'll cover your mistakes and i'll i mean i think that's just beautiful that that god i mean there is no perfect ministry is there or perfect church or perfect any christian but that faithfulness of god to cover to cover us out because of his love it's just a Mm. a mind-blowing thing really Mm. yeah it is so if you were to think of a char- something today um, with all the amazing history that, that the Lord's taken you through, I guess we're all still growing and journeying with yes. God. And um, what would be a characteristic that you still have in your heart? Um, probably the same ones again, but are there others that you think, oh, Lord, I want to know more of you in that? What, what, something that is on your heart today? Well, I think for me, one of the things that is my passion has always been prayer and intercession. And one of the things I I learned, which I'm forever grateful, is to always ask the Lord, what is your way? What is it you're doing? Mm. Not to look for my agenda, but to Mm. look for his. Mm. And um, so I would say I would always be looking for his ways. 
Teach me your ways, your paths, your... Mm. You know, it says in Isaiah 55 that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're higher than our thoughts. So I want to know, Lord, what what are your thoughts and your ways? Because you look at things entirely differently from mine. And I found that out countless small and big times in my life. Mm. So in everything that we step into, we say, Lord, what are you doing through this? Do you bring somebody into my life? What What is it that, is there something that you want to show me? Is there something you're teaching me? It could be even somebody difficult in my life. Mm. It, could be, it could be one of those gritsy things that you think, Lord, would you please deliver me out of this situation? But God's saying, no, I'm, I'm actually honing you. Yeah. And so when we invite God's ways, it's a good thing because he's both working on us and he's also bringing about his purposes, you know, and his kingdom. And so I like to think of seeking out his ways mm. and asking him what he's doing. Mm. So that characteristic, which I don't know whether you call it a characteristic, really, do you? I mean, it, it, it's who he is. So it must be yeah. coming yeah. out of his character. And it comes out with faithfulness and love and all, all the characteristics of God. But it's... It's what you're doing, Lord. Yeah. And how are you doing it as a question? Mm. Well, for me, there's a, a, a very obvious one. Um, God raised up this work to be a healing ministry. And 36 years down the line, we know a little bit more now than we did then so that we can perhaps more quickly uh, discern the issues and the problems in a person's life because we've walked with other people through similar things. But when you look at the life of Jesus, there's one verse in particular uh, which always makes me think, I want to find out more. And that's John 2, verses 23 and 24, where it says that no one needed to tell Jesus about themselves because he knew what was in their hearts. <laughs> and often when, when you see the ministry of Jesus, you think he, he went this way and did that and did the other. So this person came with sickness and they just dealt with it. And how did he do it so quickly? And then you realize that he had absolute perfect discernment, uh, revelation from the Father. He said, I and my Father are one. And he didn't say anything or do anything or go anywhere without being in fellowship and relationship and submitting to his Father. And then he had this sort of perfect revelation. He could look into a person's heart. He knew what all the issues were, so he could go straight to the point and deal with it and minister healing and then move on. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just long to have more of that Holy Spirit-led discernment from the Father so that uh, we can minister more hope and more healing mm -hmm. to more people more quickly yeah, <laughs> and, and see God's transformation of their lives mm. and uh, to ha for them to have revelation of their hearts so that God can transform them because they want to be changed. Mm. One of the biggest problems I've found down the years with ministering to people all over the world really is that there are some people who actually don't want to be changed. They want God to heal the symptoms, right. but they actually don't want to be changed. Mm. They want to actually, they want to be feel better so they can carry on living the way they always have done. But that's not really the heart of God. Mm. Uh, he wants us to be who he made us to be, not what we have decided that we want to be. Yeah, that's so true. Um, Kath and I have had this 
great privilege of surfing under your leadership for many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of years. Um, I think when we when we look at you both, one of the words that really sticks with us of of how you've lived with the Lord is is the word courage. Definitely. Because there are some pretty courageous steps that you've taken, big steps of faith. It, I mean, even here we are now at LL Grange. I mean, you put an off well, you you agreed to buy this place without having any money for it. So, I mean, that is a, I mean, for mere mortals, that's a fairly big, courageous step, isn't it? And um, and throughout the history of work, there's like one courageous step after another. With the Lord, of course, and your eyes, as much as you're able to, fixed on him. But I just wonder if you had any, like, advice you could give for people that maybe are like looking at that thinking, well, that seems so scary, and how could I ever be a person of courage? And how can I how can I grow in courage and faith as a believer, even just in small steps, maybe? I mean, mm. I don't know if you've got any. I think it'd be really great to hear something about what you do with that self-doubt, you know, that self, that narrative that's inside of, I was thinking when Peter was saying about your giftings, knowing what your giftings are, or a lot of people don't know what their giftings are, or their, their doubts, that, that narrative inside that says, I can't do this or I'll fail. What, something as well with that would be so great to hear. Mm. Well, um, obviously, I mean, steps of huge steps of faith have been taken. Peter will no doubt talk about those as well. But in just the ordinariness of life, like you say, there are those self-doubts. Whatever you're doing, even when you're doing the Lord's work, you know, you have all these doubts I'm not good enough mm. or what if I say the wrong thing or mm. what if I pronounce somebody this that the other and it, it you know I get it wrong and I get mm. it wrong I think one of the things I've learned I have to quieten my soul and I have to listen to my spirit and there's times when I've learned things I remember one person saying to me always use the word of God to mirror back to God what his promises are mm. it's not your promise it's God's promise. Right. Learn to stand on what he says and say it with full conviction of heart. Yeah. And it convicted me that I was just perhaps using things as a mantra and I needed to be convicted that this was God's promise. Yeah. So God will do it and God will work. And I began to apply God's word in a way that was faith-filled as opposed to just, well, God, if you... If, Maybe, you know, could you please heal this person and this person's sick and they need a touch from you or would you please guide this person? But saying it positively, God will guide you. He is here. Mm. He is leading you. Even when my inside was wobbling mm. and I grew in that, I, learned, I grew in God because I was t taking baby steps, God grew my confidence mm. to say it. And I think as you grow specifically, I think, this is why I have a passion for intercession, specifically in intercession and prayer. God breaks through when you go against your inner doubts and you proclaim and you speak things out in the name of the Lord. You know, whether it's truth about the person, whether it's addressing the enemy or whether it's addressing a need within that person that God mm. will meet that need, he will guide them. Mm. And something rises up and the anointing just... Mm. comes at that point so it's not really your c courage yeah it's an anointing that comes from the lord when we step out in obedience but mm. if we stay 
in that place where we're always timid and shy and embarrassed and inhibited. That's our soul area that will hold us back mm. from seeing more, the mm. more that God has for us. Mm. And obviously Peter was led by the Lord in steps to the day when he right. took the courage to say, this is the place. Yeah. So I'll leave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but just just before Peter jumps in, would you say it's not listening to your feelings then? Would you say it's yes. it's, it's something? It's, because the feelings are so strong and yes. powerful, aren't they? Yes, They're they are. And they make, by you, them. they make your knees knock and you feel, yeah. you feel sick and all those human feelings because you haven't got the confidence and you've mm. got, you know, you're a human being at the mm. end of the day. And people have probably spoken it all yes. over your life. Yes. So, so it's a stirring of it's, your it's, it's, spirit, yes, it's a stirring even of if your you don't spirit, feel it. Even if you don't feel it, yes. But it's not what you're saying, it's because God's word says it. Brilliant. So, but you don't have to keep saying God's word says, God's word says, because God wants us to be his word. So we agree And reflect with it. his word. I so that's brilliant. Yeah, it's really good for you. You talk about steps of faith and courage, but I, I, I want to say something uh, a bit shocking, really. <laughs> is that okay? Oh. It's fine. We're ready. That's We're ready. A drum roll. Yeah. We're all ears. When, when we talk about faith generally, we're actually talking about us having faith in God. But let's stand it on its head and say, isn't it amazing how much faith God has in us? Right. Yes. Amazing. I think that is true. And it, it's not so much us having faith in God. God, God has created us to on this planet to actually fulfill his purposes. And yet man sinned and chose to go his own way. And, and he looks at us with all our foibles and all our sinfulness, and he says, I'm still going to see my work fulfilled through these people. Mm. And so it, we can always stand with our mouths wide open before God said, God, have you really got faith in me? Yeah. And then having faith in God is not so much a question of saying, well, I've got a huge amount of faith, a huge amount of courage, I'm going to press on and do the works of the kingdom. Right. It's actually us just taking one tiny step and putting our, foot, our spiritual feet in the place that God's already standing. So it, it's not a, a huge, courageous step. It's actually, well, I, I can't do anything else but follow where God is. Right. And if that's where God is, then it's okay. Yeah. And all the history of the work of Alan Ministry, people can look at Fee and me and say, oh, what men of courage and faith. Actually, God gave the vision, and he has affirmed it in so many different ways that what else can we do right. but, but actually trust the God who has decided he's going to put his faith in us mm. and, and do his works through us. And it's absolutely incredible. You may think that's shocking to turn faith on its head and look at it like that, because Scripture says without faith it's impossible to please God. Mm. But it's impossible for God to do his work on earth without us, yeah. because he's given authority and dominionship on the earth to human beings. And so he has enormous faith in you, Andy, and you, Kath, and trusted you mm. in the same way that... Generation before, he trusted Fee and trusted me. Mm. And, um, but it, it, in, my, in my personal walk to get to that place, uh, I spent 15 years in business. I was five years a university lecturer, then 15 years in business. And I, 
I learned about exercising faith in response to vision in the world of business. And I discovered that God was the best businessman there ever was. Because all the good ideas that I got for my business, which I really knew had come from God, were profitable. And all the things that were just my idea, it wasn't quite as successful. Mm. And and some of the greatest blessings that I had in my business days were things that almost God gave through through vision or dreams uh, and has has fulfilled amazing things through them. But I learned lessons by tiny little steps, day by day, in in the world of business, asking for his wisdom, his direction every day as you go to the office and open the mail and pick up the telephone and discover that God was teaching me in that environment how to hear his voice. Hmm and to discern his voice from all the other voices. And uh, I made some big mistakes in business, and I was listening to my own voice rather than listening to God's voice. Mm. And uh, I I needed to make those mistakes and to learn the lessons so that when this work started, uh, I could benefit from the experience of trusting the God who had faith in me yeah. and I could have faith in him so it was a two-way street mm. well, I guess you become more used to like the more you trust God the more familiar that feels yeah compared to I go my own way and I've got my own plan mm. and so it, it, it it's this lifelong kind of journey isn't it of mm. the more the more we commit our heart to the Lord to the ways of the Lord like you were saying fee then the more familiar that feels and the more off off it feels when we go our own way. Yes. And that's what gives us the confidence, I guess, to, to keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yes. Well, we have mentioned that you are no longer in your 30s. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Neither are we. Well, <laughs> well yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I'm in my 30s. Because I'm in Jesus, and he was 33, and, right. and he's okay. in me. So we, re- no matter what our physical age is, right. we are young in God. We're ready. Okay, good. So many of those listening will have seen the the news update from you both, that you'll be stepping down from yes. leadership roles with LL um, next April. and But that doesn't mean you hang up your boots with the Lord. So it would just be great to hear what, what is in your heart, what's your passion for the... <laughs> The coming season, knowing you both, there will be plenty of Big list. vision and passion for the future. So, Well, what can I say? For, for both of us, the Lord's kept us in brilliant health, really. We have all the older age issues, you know, the aches and pains and the, the uh, things that wear out along the way. But generally, we're in good health and we thank the Lord for that. But we have less energy. We just don't have the same amount of energy. That's a reality. So it's right, and it's um, definitely the Lord who has given Peter first the peace and me too to um, not be an executive authority of LL Ministries. So, but that doesn't mean to say we won't serve him and we won't continue till our last dying breath serving the Lord because he's our... He's our He's the one we love and he's the one that we want to go to glory with, uh, having done well, good and faithful servants. So in a way, it's quite an exciting chapter for us because we think, well, 
Lord, what have you got for us? And we know that he's going to bring things to us. He's going to open doors and it will be commensurate to our age and our ability and our our service. But we're passionate about prayer. We're passionate about teaching. We're passionate about writing. We're passionate about ministering. And um, we, you know, I'm sure all those things will be involved. But at the same time, Lord, you've probably got key influence that you want to bring. Mm. We've we've been privileged to be alongside a lot of people in leadership over the years and to bring um, help to them and to give advice. And to, we want to be able to do that for our leaders who struggle to be an encouragement and a support and... And uh, we just think life will go on. We're just not much change, really, except yeah. Andy and Kath, you will hold with the exec, their authority for this ministry, which is enormous mm-hmm. privilege. We are incredibly blessed to know that you two are taking on the responsibility yes. with, with glad hearts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. And what a joy it is for us to be able to see what God's already doing through you. And you, you will never cease to have our encouragement, support and our prayer, uh, even though we may not be in the day-to-day activities of the ministry, uh, we can't stop being who we are. No, exactly. no. And uh, as I always teach when I'm, when I'm talking about destinies, if you're still breathing, you have a future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as long as you're still breathing, you not only have a physical future, but you have a spiritual future as well. Uh, and God has a... A, a purpose for you to, to fulfill. Um, when I was 60, uh, God gave me a prayer to pray every birthday. Pray that uh, the years to come will be even more fruitful than all the years that have been. <laughs> and uh, I've prayed that prayer on my faithfully on my birthday ever since. It's a great prayer. So I'm not, we're now looking at a, a new situation where we're moving into a new era for us and so i'm saying oh lord uh where's the fruitfulness going to be uh Mm. uh, what do you want us to be what do you want us to do not busyness but fruitfulness yeah fruitfulness Mm. yeah Yeah, when i when the lord gave me that prayer when i was 60 i actually had a little argument with god i said god i cannot run any faster than i'm doing at the moment i can't work any harder so how can i be more fruitful in the future and it was as if god smiled at me he said you don't need to be working harder, but you need to change your strategy right. so that you have a new strategy for a new season. That's great. And um, so now we're looking at what's God's new strategy. Mm. Uh, I've still got a list of about 34 books that I want to write <laughs> uh, on, on, my, on my computer. That does not it's, surprise it, me. It's a, few, it's a few more than 34, to be honest, because I've added a few more recently. Uh, uh, the things that I want to write. So... Well, <laughs> So not a lot of fishing then. <laughs> not a lot of holiday and fee. Not a lot of retirement, really. No. That's hilarious. But uh, Fee mentioned that you haven't got the same physical energy as you used to have. You don't need quite so much physical energy just to sit and, and, and to write. You need working fingers. You need working fingers and mental energy and emotional energy yeah, yeah, yeah. and vision. Most people, Peter, will be happy to write one book in their life. Yes. <laughs> you are a book machine. <laughs> I think you're a bit OTT. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Do I need to repent? Well, it's great, wonderful stuff. Yeah, I, I just think people will be so encouraged to hear from you both. And mm. uh, re- I mean, it, 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 it 
feels like it's cheering us on, even just sat here yeah, yeah. listening to each other. It, it's inspiring. And, and I think that's the thing about the body of Christ, isn't it? It's not about age. I love that, you know, a healthy church has all ages and they're all playing their part and they're all working together. And here at the Grange, we've got 20 year olds. We've got some with young families. So earlier they were all in little two year olds and six year olds and and 20 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds right up. And, And I think it's how we work together and we make room for each other and we just encouraging each other on just like peter said just free to be ourselves mm. and and operating in those giftings that god's given us so i guess the the mess one of the big messages today is that there's still more that god can do in and through our lives mm. we can continue to be people all of us be inspired to walk that walk with them yeah thank yes. you so much for joining yeah. us it's a great pleasure yeah. it's a great pleasure Th- thank you for letting us just thank talk <laughs> wonder peter if you just pray yeah um, for those listening and yeah great. well lord we so thank you for all the blessing that you've been in each one of our lives and We've been talking a bit about the work of LL and Lord, we're so grateful that you put your feet down and you asked us to put our feet where you had already gone. And we look back with joy at the blessing that you have taken around the world. Mm. And for everybody who's listening to this podcast today, I ask Lord that your Holy Spirit will be ministering your love into their hearts, Mm. showing them Lord that they are precious, that you have faith in them. Mm-hmm. and that you want them to be part of you and they have faith in you and together in partnership you build god's kingdom here on earth mm. yes. so lord for each one we ask today that you will be a blessing to them and that they will be able to walk with you for the rest of their days in jesus name mm. amen. 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 amen thanks peter thanks fee and thank you everyone listening and we trust that the lord blesses you and we'll catch up with you soon Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.